0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I'll be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. Inside! got it, breaking away, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a big play downfield, Wilson still going along the sideline, he's not going to go down, Allen, tripped up,
1: he could not get past Jermaine Johnson, oh look at the speed of Brees Hall, he's done it again, Brees lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown, Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams, what a beast, number 95 for the Jets, listen, Thank
2: you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time for midweek news and notes. And so for that, we bring back our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, it's been a while. Hope you're doing okay, my friend. Good to have you back.
1: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it has been a while. I am definitely doing good. Things are starting to settle down around here, get a little bit back to normal. so uh, yeah, we'll we'll be picking picking up some steam here in the off season and get back to a uh, regularly scheduled programming all throughout next year. but yeah, no we're here now. Uh, got got some some fun spicy off season uh, topics to talk about. so uh, let's get it going.
2: Let's start with the quarterback situation, Chris, and we'll begin with Aaron Rodgers. Still hasn't decided when he's going into the darkness retreat exactly. It's going to be sometime in the next couple of days. Took some shots at reporters saying that Rappaport and Schefter are good at their jobs and he respects what they do. However, when it comes to him and his camp, none of them know anything because his camp doesn't talk to those guys. So he basically is telling you that all the information you're hearing is coming from the Packers' side, which makes sense. And so that brings up Adam Schefter and Albert Breer, who had some notes. Albert Breer said that he doesn't think necessarily that a team that trades for Rodgers would have to give up a first-round pick just because there's going to be a limited number of teams that will be in the mix for Rodgers based on the fact that he can only be traded to the AFC, and there's only a limited number of teams that would, A, be interested based on their quarterback situation, and B, be able to take on the contract— Bruce says he thinks the Jets are a good fit because it could create that Tom Brady to Tampa type of window. Adam Schefter, on the other hand, said he thinks that it would require at least a first round pick. So you're getting conflicting information here. It's interesting because I've talked about this on the show before, Chris. Brett Favre actually had a better year in 2007 than Aaron Rodgers did in 2022, and he was younger at the time. The Jets gave up a conditional third-round pick. It would have been a first-round pick if they had made the Super Bowl, but that didn't happen. I don't think anybody's going to care what round the pick is in if the Jets make the Super Bowl. What it basically feels like now, and we'll get into Derek Carr in a little bit, is that The Jets have decided that Aaron Rodgers is their number one target, and they're fairly confident that they have a good chance to get him if he decides he wants to leave Green Bay. From the Green Bay side of things, it sounds like the Packers more or less would prefer if Rodgers leaves, but they don't want to shove him out the door. They don't want this to be a repeat of the Brett Favre situation. So if he decides to stay then he'll stay. If he decides to go, they'll work with him, and that would probably lower their leverage because, as Breer said, it would mean that there's a limited number of teams that could even get in the mix here, and if Rogers says he only wants to go to one team, then it really limits their leverage. From the Jets' side of things, this may work out timing-wise if Rogers makes a decision within the next week or two because, as we'll get into with Derek Carr, it looks like he's all for taking his time because he knows that he has a one-month head start on all the other free agent quarterbacks since he just got released. So it's a waiting game now and we'll see what ends up happening with Rodgers if he first decides he wants to play and then if he then decides he wants to go somewhere other than Green Bay. It's sort of status quo. You're not really hearing anything all that new, but what it does feel like to me is that the Jets think that there's probably at least a 50-50 shot that they can get Rodgers
1: yeah okay so there's a lot to unpack here obviously I'm gonna I'm a start right here just last time I was on this pod I was we were talking about you know quarterback situations and I was saying look based on how everything looked and felt right then their car would be my number one tar- target my plan A and I wouldn't even be considering a plan B uh, until that fell through at the time, I did not think that Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay was a remote possibility. Uh, part of that was just me not even bothering to think or check in. And part of that is, you know, I, I'm not sure what the hell's going on in Green Bay during the season like that, all that type of stuff. So over the last couple of weeks, you know, leading up to the Super Bowl, even you started to hear a lot more and more about, yeah, OK, no, Aaron Rodgers is. Is going to be available if if he wants to be made available. This is, of course, everything that we're both going to say and any reporter is going to say on this comes with a gigantic caveat asterisk thing. And it's everything's on the subject of of change when when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. If you, and you also don't know if what he's saying is ever just like him just trolling. Um, it's, it's very hard to diagnose all that stuff because who knows a lot of what he says and does is just to get attention, just to get people talking. Um, but it, what, what's been very clear to me over these last couple of weeks is the Packers are ready. Uh, and the Packers are ready to move on. A, they know that what they have right now, it isn't good enough to really compete. Um, and they want to see what they have in Jordan Love. They are ready to go ahead and cut that contract. And similar to like when Favre, you know, at the the reason everyone in Green Bay obviously they believed in Aaron Rodgers then, so they felt more comfortable with their let's go in this direction part of it, but they were really sick of the will he won't he like that game and I know you're already sick of that. Just thinking about in the future of of already, and I know fans are already sick of Aaron Rodgers. So just that part alone, um, they know they can't get the Super Bowl with this this team constructed. Go ahead, save that money, start rebuilding, and go ahead and look at what they have in Jordan Love. That's that's how the Packers are kind of looking at this as approach they're taking. But as you said, they're not. They don't want to be seen as pushing him out the door. And because they also know Aaron Rodgers, this kind of like, OK, let's let him say something or do something that will be, you know, some red meat we can throw our fan base to be like, look, he wants out. And now we can go all in and push that out and and then move on now, of course, as you're talking about the compensation for him, this is this is very simple and very obvious because the one thing. That I've been hearing, also about the Packers are like, yeah, we're ready. It's just, oh, we're not going to trade in the NFC though. We're not going to do anything crazy like that. So that that means half of the league would be completely eliminated from discussion. You're Right? All NFC teams can't even get in on this. That means only AFC teams can get in on this. And the reason why people are saying it might not take a first round pick is because as you said not even all the afc teams most of them couldn't fit his contract if they tried um and if they if they really tried okay but now they have a hollowed out roster so and then also now this is going to be a uh, part of a reason why you might not want to invest too much is also, this is probably the deepest the AFC has been in a long time at quarterback. So there's a lot of teams that all right, Jags have no interest in them. You know, like there's lots of teams that have no interest in, in getting into the, an Aaron Rodgers game right now. Um, there's really one other option. Like, and even that is like a, str- a stretch. You'd be thinking, I mean, he, he, maybe he could go to the Raiders maybe that but then if if he's going there it's just man, go play with your friend Devonte, whatever like if he really wants to try to maximize his chance to win a super bowl then the of the available options he's going to choose the jets i also kind of sort of just think that listen i don't i don't know aaron Rodgers, but the hey, let me take some ayahuasca, smoke some DNT, and now I've got the uh, secrets to the universe figured out. I know that guy. I know hundreds of that guy. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is going to welcome a, a journey to New York. He will welcome the media scrutiny. People keep talking about Now, I talk about it with Derek Carr. Could he handle the New York media? Which we both know is, is it's a little more... <laughs> Getting a little blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. How, especially since one former reporter isn't there anymore. The the <laughs> the tabloids, the headlines covering the Jets are bad, but inside that media room, it's it's, it's really kind of soft. It's really not that bad. Um, but like. He's not gonna be oh, oh I'm gonna fold under the pressure of people calling me out about my takes on this and that no he's gonna look at it like it's a challenge like it's a sparring session mm-hmm. let me go in he, it's very Kyrie like in, in the way that he wants to think and give me the attention for looking like a thinker's man a thinking man's thinker or whatever nonsense he wants to uh, prepare. uh I know this guy. I know this guy decided out. He wants attention. He wants everything thrown on him. Uh, I just, who knows? It's all subject to a change with him, but it just, everything seems aligned for Yeah, this is the one place that makes sense.
2: I could see Tennessee as a possibility, too, only because they do have an excellent head coach there. So perhaps Rodgers would buy in on the fact that they'd be able to put things together fairly quickly. Plus, even though the Jaguars emerged... I don't think that division is all that tough, so maybe there are possibility too, but overall, everything you're saying makes sense. We'll see what Rodgers ends up deciding to do, and I've said many times that I think that whole this guy can't handle the New York market argument is way overblown. I don't think it would affect Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think it would affect Derek Carr, who's the other piece of this puzzle. Derek Carr was inquired about by the Jets, the only other team besides the Saints, to call and ask about a possible trade. I assume that was Joe Douglas just doing due diligence. I don't think they wanted to give up any assets. They knew that Carr was going to have to be released. The funny thing about this is there are some Raiders fans who are actually resentful of Derek Carr because he wouldn't accept the trade to the Saints. The Saints wanted him to take a pay cut, and that's ultimately what forced the release. Maybe Carr would have considered going to the Saints if they would have taken the existing contract, which they were never going to do. Made no sense for Carr not to get released, be able to test his value on the open market, Shop his services to multiple different Teams the Jets will be one of them now The impression I've gotten Chris is That in an ideal world the Jets Would get an answer on Aaron Rodgers And then they would pivot to Carr Before Carr signs somewhere else It appears according to reports That Carr is more than willing to take His time because as I said before He knows he has a one month head start On all the other free agents so he's In no rush so that may work out to The Jets benefit here if Aaron Rodgers is indeed their number one target target which we assume that he is. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
2: Derek Carr is without a doubt one of the priority targets here for the Jets. I think it's very clear that they realize it's Rodgers or Carr and everything else is a big step below that. Jimmy Garoppolo would be a contingency plan here. He's also probably a contingency plan for the Raiders just based on their situation and Josh McDaniels. And now we have reports about Ryan Tannehill. Listen, the Jets are not going to trade for Ryan Tannehill. If the Titans decide to release Tannehill and the Jets strike out on Rodgers, Carr, and maybe even Jimmy Garoppolo, then perhaps Tannehill is an option because, Chris, we should talk about this too. Todd Downing, who is the offensive coordinator for the Titans, who has a bit of a history with both Carr and, obviously, Tannehill, was hired as an assistant on the Jets' staff. So there's another link there. And Tannehill would be an interesting option if they strike out on the other guys, simply because he's at least a capable quarterback who has experience in this system and has shown that he can operate it. The downside, of course, with him is that he's 35 years old and coming off yet another injury. So that's where I think the Jets are at right now, Chris. It appears Rodgers is plan A, Carr's plan B, maybe Garoppolo's plan C, and then Ryan Tannehill, if he becomes available, would be plan D, right?
1: yeah that's about right I, I you know the the plan c and d it, it can maybe get a little loose there maybe we could uh bump Tannehill down to a d or the an e and something else in there but really it's it's rogers plan a with a big drop off to the Derek a plan b with a just cavernous like just drop off to the jimmy g and then like where if you're a Ryan Tannehill, something went really wrong, like desperately, terribly wrong. Um, so I'll start number one, the, just circle back to the whole uh, can't handle the quarterback market. I do think going forward, there can be something said towards that for rookie quarterbacks, uh, especially because just the. Uh, you get, you throw these guys into the pressure cooker and they end up getting the playing time before they're ready. And then you look at what happened with Zach Wilson this year, where he just, you know, kind of gave like a snotty kid answer to something. And like, that was kind of it. Like at that point, because of how he was playing, like there was no way for him to really work his way back into the locker room. At that point, it, it was over now. I'm not saying it's forever over, but in, in, it, that was it. Was too hard to get back that quickly, so I do think that there is a little something to it when we're talking about young guys just coming into the league. We're talking about veterans here with any of these guys, Derek Carr. I'm far more concerned about Derek Carr having to play outdoors in the winter in cold than I am about him, you know, getting upset at the media here. Like, yeah, it's probably going to happen, but I'm far more concerned about his ability to play in, you know, a cold wind than I am about that. But yeah, so now the drop-off, you got to go after Aaron Rodgers. That's what they're, they're doing. And now the benefit that you have here is Derek Carr saying, yeah, I'm, I'm in no rush. I'll wait. Because if Derek Carr was trying to apply some pressure, like I, you know, somebody signed me right this second, I'm not trying to wait. Then you have to do the, okay, we obviously want Aaron Rodgers as the number one guy and we're willing to do that. But, or were we willing to just be so invested in that, that we run the risk of losing the possibility of our backup car? And I would be, but you don't even really have to think about it that way. If Derek Carr is willing to say, Hey, I'll wait. Um, Cause if he's willing to say, I'll wait, then you just put all your attention on Derek on Aaron Rodgers, and you, you end up missing. He strikes out. He doesn't come back from the, this, this trip. Uh, <laughs> like, like, then then you can go ahead and pivot to Derek Carr. That also makes me think, because right now you're we're, we're only really hearing about the Jets being like the full contenders going after Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, I know you can get some other names attached, but it, it seems pretty like the, the Jets are going after Everything's that. So, like, what else is Derek Carr waiting on right now? Like, there's the other teams... That he's going to consider. Like I, a week ago, I was sitting here thinking at it, and I'm like, "Oh, Derek cars is going to end up going to Tampa. He's just going to go and slot right in there. Something like that makes all the sense in the world." But Tampa's not going to be uh, sitting here trying to get in on this Aaron Rodgers thing. So if something like that was to be the case, then what? Why is he even got to wait? Now, I that could I could be reading way too much into stuff. I could be trying to make connections and tags there that that don't exist. But that makes me think that he's at least not, I'm not saying that he's saying the Jets like look like his ideal destination, but at least he's very interested in it. And, you know, the very least would like to include the Jets in with, you know, to drive up a price and bargain for him there as well. So I do think that if you're sitting there saying, yeah, I'd rather Aaron Rodgers, but, I don't want to go so far into it that I risk losing Derek Carr. I don't think you have to worry about that so much right now. I do legit think that they can put all their pressure and uh, uh, energy into Aaron Rodgers. They could whiff, and then they could probably still pivot. And then as long as they make sure the offer's right and they convince him that the situation's right, then they can still land Derek Carr. Uh, Again, I would be willing to roll the dice more, uh, and just go out Aaron Rodgers because I just there's just such a gap uh and, and like still I know uh 40 years old and everything there's still just such a gap um and I know yeah he's not quite what he used to be last year's a little banged up team so different every I'm not worried if if you, if I am trying the, the the one thing that sucks the one downside about all this to me is like it, yes, go get Aaron Rodgers, clear, clear cut, one of the best quarterbacks ever, obviously play slipping a little bit, but still, you couldn't possibly dream up a scenario for next season where you could come up with a, a, any scenario where you have a better quarterback uh, playing for this team than Aaron Rodgers. There's just no way, you know, there's there's no way you're going to get a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or that's just not possible. So. The the thing is, so to go after Aaron Rodgers, you're you're doing what fans wanted. You're, you're going. This is this is the window. We're trying to make the Super Bowl run right now. The other thing is, back to what I said previously. This is a really deep AFC right now. So you you're deciding to go in all in on that run when there's probably as much competition as ever for that run in that position. I was thinking about this the other day. It's weird because like it's crazy because like if you could. Like if you could take the Chiefs and the Bills and send them to the NFC, or you could take the Bills and the Bengals, send them to the NFC, or the Chiefs and the Bengals to the NFC. There's three teams in the AFC who would normally be considered like perennial, you know, Super Bowl contenders, like year after year and it's they're just getting in each other's way mainly the chiefs getting in people's ways but we have these teams right now and then you have a bunch of other really good teams coming up and getting better and young teams it's just really stacked and deep but you got you, if you got a choice you can either sit here and fall back a little and just keep trying to regroup until those teams dip or you can just all right we're going all in because we think we have a good enough roster right now to compete with these guys um and and that that seems to be the move and it's also a uh you know kind it's one of those things that they kind of like Joe Douglas and Robert Sala they have to look at their situations G fans always want them to do just what fans want to do right you mentioned about the Raiders fans feeling some type of way about Derek Carr I love that I always love that because you're selfish because you won't do you won't use you do know, do exactly what I want you to do. I want a draft pick for my team. So you should go and choose not choose what city you want to live in. So I can get a better draft pick, but you're selfish like that. That's always a funny logic to me, but fans are inherently selfish by nature. That's what it is. You want to win that, but it's always depending on the situations of the GMs and the coaches that you just get in some coaches just getting in. Okay. They want to, you know, the new Phoenix owner he wants to make a big splash and go. All right, cool. But you, know, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. All right. And time's running out a little bit more. And Joe Douglas has a a great job uh, filling this roster with talent, but that Zach Wilson pick really hurt him. And now he's sitting there going, eh, I, I, I don't have time to go get a a new draft, a new guy and wait for that to develop. I, I got to get something figured out in this next year or two now. And Robert Sala, you know, things were looking great halfway through the season, looking like a coach of the year candidate. Now, all of a sudden, all right, two years here, no playoffs, nothing to show for it. And it ended in disaster. Yeah, we need to get this turned around now this year. So everything's aligned to, to go and make this run now, um, no matter what. So go, they're looking at it and just Aaron Rodgers by far the best option we can have. Let's go all in on it.
2: Chris, I vehemently disagree with you on the size of the gap between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr I think you're severely underrating Derek Carr and there's obviously other considerations here too Derek Carr 31 years old not going to be a problem in terms of will he or won't he play next year because with Aaron Rodgers you may only get one or two seasons out of him you don't even know he could play one year and then after that He decides he's going to retire. It's the Brett Favre thing all over again in that regard. There's cost to acquire, obviously. With Carr, you give up nothing in draft picks. With Rodgers, who knows what that ends up being. I'm not saying I'm against Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. I'm just saying I think it's a much more complex decision Then you're making it out to be, but I'll tell you one guy that would definitely agree with you Because he's an all-eggs-in-one-basket kind of guy, and that's Rex Ryan Looks like he may be headed back to the NFL, and to that I say hallelujah The NFL and NFL fans need Rex Ryan back It looks like he may end up being the defensive coordinator for Sean Payton in Denver Boy, would that be something, I would love to see some hard knocks At the same time, Seth Ryan, Rex's son is interviewing for the wide receiver coach job here with the Jets. So boy, would that be an interesting dynamic when the Jets play the Broncos next season, if it ends up happening. And two other quick notes I wanted to throw out there for you, Chris. Some whispers that the Jets may be looking to cut Braxton Berrios and Carl Lawson if they don't take pay cuts. Makes plenty of sense to me. The Jets have Michael Clemens and Jermaine Johnson, who had pretty good rookie seasons, and you'd like to see them get more snaps. They might bring back Bryce Huff, who's a free agent. Carl Lawson is making a lot of money. He's a solid player, but he's not worth that cap figure. And Braxton Barrios said it at the time good punt returner although he really wasn't that great this past year he's not much as a receiver he's basically a depth piece there he's due to make eight point two five million dollars this coming season not worth anywhere near that so makes total sense that the Jets might be looking to move on from him and from Lawson as well but can you imagine Chris if Rex Ryan comes back to the NFL and if Seth Ryan winds up as the wide receiver coach here with the Jets that would be all kinds of fun
1: I still I'll start with the Rex stuff I st- I still wish like I get, I totally understand why it never happened. And Rex is never going to do the recruitment trail thing, but man, I still just think he would make such a great college coach. If they can figure some type of way out to like, let him not have to do that. I think he could still probably recruit pretty damn well from his couch on zooms calls and stuff. I just think, man, that could have been so much fun, but also his ego is never going to allow him to do that. He, he, He was going to sit back, bide his time, and now, all right, get back in football life or all that. Um, The Seth Ryan thing, is I know nothing about Seth Ryan except for he is Rex Ryan's son. He went to Clemson, played uh, wide receiver at Clemson. Um, And I don't know if he's going to get this job, but I promise you he is going to have a long career in the NFL as Uh, at least doing position scouting because of his last name and who he is. And that's how the NFL works. Uh, So you are going to continue hearing about Seth Ryan and you get used to it. Uh, It it is one of those things. It's like, yep, it's it's huge nepotism, but it's also the family business and who knows, you know, it's good because he's been studying it his whole life. So he's more prepared for others, but it's, it is what it is, man. That's how the NFL operates and works. Um, Braxton Barrios, you know what Braxton Barrios is, uh, man. I'm I'm struggling to think of a name right now. That I have too many of them popping in my head, but Braxton Barrios is that that guy on like you know one of the worst NBA teams in the league who you never heard of before that that year, uh, but he's getting all types of crazy usage minutes and putting up 22 points a game. And you're like, wow, this guy's good. And then all of a sudden, he, you know, the next year, the team's still not good. It's just not the worst team in the league. And all of a sudden, he, he's like, oh, I can't even get any playing time because because he was getting that playing time, he was getting those yards because the team had nothing else. That's what. And I'm not even talking about last year. Two years ago, when all the fa- fans were falling in love with Braxton Berrios the floor was having to do so much to just scheme up anything in this offense and there was nothing there. And yeah, defenses weren't really bothering to pay too much attention to what Braxton Berrios was doing. So he was able to pop off and look way better than he was. That that's, that's what Braxton Berrios was. That's what he is. That's what he's going to be. Uh, You can find another Braxton Berrios. Like there's plenty of things that, we talk about where it's like, oh, you should be able to go and find somebody better or, you know, at least as good. And the Jets fail to do that. And you know, they, they can find people worse than Barrios, but you can go ahead and find another Bra- Braxton Barrios pretty easily. The Carl Lawson thing, you know, maybe maybe one more full year he can he can get a little bit back to what he wanted it to be. But the you, why even mess around with it when you look at the depth? Uh, On this, and then especially if we're talking about having to, you know, fit a Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers contract into this now, Um, I'm, I'm, the first place I'm looking to, you know, free up some money is that defensive line because of how deep it is. I'm not trying to just chop it crazy because I don't want to go from taking the strength of the team and now make it even close to weakness. I still wanted a strength, but that's where I'm going. And I I'd be chopping off that Carl Lawson thing too. And and again, if they can talk to him and bring him back and they can rework it, I'd be all for that too. But uh, you really like what you saw from the young guys. You, you know, I'd be more inclined to want to see what I can do bringing Bryce Huff back even uh so yeah there's there's a lot uh different options i know there were people like how are they just going to be able to do this and afford uh, aaron Rodgers? because they can do that very easily and then they can still add pieces like the the cap contract is you know obviously you acquire him and, and it becomes a lot more tight you get a lot less freedom, but there's they still be able to do some stuff it's just the key there, obviously, every, all the attention is going to have to be on making sure, like, that offensive line can stay healthy, at least. That's that's the one thing. So, yeah, you free up, take that Carl Lawson money, it towards Aaron Rodgers and offensive line help.
2: Chris Nimbley, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the midweek news and notes with me. Really appreciate it. We're going to do some mailbag questions the next couple days because it's good to have you back, VBD. People have questions for you. So we're going to do that over the weekend. In the meantime, check out everything Chris has going on over at JetsInsider.com. And follow him on Twitter at C. and at JetsInsider. Check out everything we're doing over at at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet youtube channel some awesome all 22 breakdowns including one of aaron Rodgers and one of Derek carr so watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already youtube.com slash play like a jet visit our store tpublic.com that's tee we've got the john franklin meyers Quentin williams bless you thank you shirt the play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's tee and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcast and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com